Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, we're going to dive right back in here from Simmons Bank, and we are a little behind, so I appreciate Michael Felder's patience. We will join him now on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We are here at Simmons Bank on 1305 Robin Road, brandy location in Whitehall. Michael, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Buddy, we're good. If you want to talk banking later, we can, but we're mostly here to talk football. And it's Pro Day in Fayetteville, and yeah. Wes has pointed out something kind of interesting that uh, Matt Landers, it was, Wes, mm-hmm. went over to Georgia and participated in Pro Day there and then is yeah. going through Pro Day at Arkansas as well. A little double-dip opportunity to impress the scouts potentially, I guess. Is that common, odd? I don't remember ever seeing that before. It's not super common. I think there's a lot of guys that do pro days at other schools. Usually they're smaller school guys, but if you have a relationship with one school and you know that there's going to be, I mean, it's Georgia. Every scout's going to be there. And then you also get a chance to up your numbers up after, obviously, what, what Landers did at the combine was already good. Yeah. So you get a chance to you kind of double up and prove things and they get more eyeballs on you. I think it helps your stock. I thought one of the things that stuck out to me for the Razorbacks in pro day today was former Razorback linebacker Martrell Spate was working out for the team. He's been out of the league or out of school for, what, five five years, six years? Yeah, um, that, I will tell you this, that is the thing that happened. And, um, like, legitimate, like, I, I, I have a teammate that was that way and was that way for a while, and – I'm not going to stay here and say that we clowned him, but we did ask, why do you keep coming back? <laughs> so you did clown him? A little bit. Yeah. It is weird. Or out of the ordinary. Yeah. Again, I don't remember really seeing that. But anyway. Like, I, don't, like if, I, don't, I don't know how many times you have to get told no, but, you know, like, it's, for me, you got to tell me maybe once and twice at the most, and then guess what? I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Michael Felder joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, if you're just tuning in. So spring practice is also going on with Arkansas. They took last yeah. week off of spring break and um, getting back to it after the pro day today. And, you know, we talked a little bit from or heard from Coach, I guess, about where he felt like things were going well. And one of the things he talked about was he's liking some of the depth of the secondary and uh, hopefully getting some more contributions from the defensive line. You know, going into to, to spring ball, I guess, we've got some question marks without a doubt for Arkansas. What about for you? I mean, where are you looking to get some answers maybe from, from Arkansas? Uh, obviously, we're going we're gonna to start up front because it's Sam Pittman, right? And so you've got a bunch of you got some redshirt seniors, but I'm also curious to see what, uh, what is it, Chambly looks like uh, as, the, as a redshirt uh, freshman. He might be the guy that steps in the left tackle. So I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, I want to see – uh, KJ still look good. I'm also and listen. This maybe this is the UNC and me. Uh, what is how does how does Chriswell push him? Right. I want to see what that looks like. And on the other side of the ball, I am. You got a bunch of you got. What do you have? They have two of their starting linebackers to replace. Is that right? Yeah. So that's got that's four. and Landers Sanders Sanders Sanders. Sanders yeah. yeah, I know yeah. Sanders and Landers has gotten me in a bunch of trouble too. So. You are not alone. Um, but you, you bring in uh, the Jeff Coat kid, you bring in Greer, you bring in Morgan, you bring in um, – where are they going to play – what's the guy, uh, Walcott? Where are they going to play is the question for me. 
Uh, well, Poopal is going to be their leader at linebacker, and he stepped up. He had a very good Liberty mm-hmm. uh, game, Liberty Bowl game, and they feel like he is going to be one of those two guys. Uh, and that's who they, you know, they're looking for that second one. Well, no, they're looking for the third and fourth one, so they have depth. Yeah. But I think you can start when you talk about linebackers. The conversation starts with Poopal. Okay. I think hey, Wolfcott is supposed to be a safety. That they brought in. What do those guys fit into this? Christian, what'd you say? I think Wolfcott is supposed to be a safety. I, I think. Okay. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm. They're very. I'm super curious about them, especially because, and we've talked about this before, but in the SEC right now, you you find me a better quarterback than than KJ. Find me one. Daniels LSU would be an argument. Okay. We've got an argument, but I, I, I'm taking KJ over him all day. I, I love the durability that I get out of KJ. So this is an area of opportunity. They've got to find ways to strike quick, and I think that's going to be interesting. And then on defense, they've got to find ways to avoid giving up the big price, big plays. But they're in a truly an advantageous situation where they have a chance to, especially with the way the SEC does the schedule, where you you get those games, some of those games come early. You can jump on some people before they figure out who they are, and that's the part that I'm looking forward to uh, when, when it comes to Arkansas. Michael, let me ask you about uh, a school here we haven't talked about, and I think partially out of respect, um, but since the passing of Coach Leach, the new, yeah. I guess, era of Mississippi State football, obviously there's some continuity there with Zach Arnett moving up as the defensive coordinator, former defensive coordinator, now taking over as head coach. How, how – I mean, it's obviously a difficult situation, but w- how close do you expect – certainly on the offensive side, but overall Mississippi State to look like they have in the past couple of years under Leach? I think they're going to look the same, honestly. And I don't – listen, obviously there's no, like, no no shade or any of that for me. I just – I think that they're going to look pretty much the same. The thing for them is going to be, one, trying to score against Alabama. Can you do it? And, two, can can they stop people defensively? This is a team that – we know that when they get on one offensively, and I think they're going to continue to do that, they can score the football. And they've gone, you know, like, you know, they've gone 10 rounds with some with other with teams that aren't Alabama. They've gone 10 rounds with them in the last few years. So the key for them is going to be, how do we stop people so that we don't have to outscore them? And I think that's going to be the part that's the most interesting. Yesterday, Coach Pittman talked about going forward on fourth down. That he wants to do that more this year. But he said, mm-hmm. I can't do that until we practice that. And so we're going to be practicing third down a lot in the scrimmage Saturday mm-hmm. so that they basically he sets them up to fail on third down so they get to fourth down and go forward on fourth down. They did that all last year, too. Mm-hmm. Fail on third down? Yeah. But they didn't go forward on fourth down as much. Well, when they did, it didn't go too well. Yeah. Um, you don't think they did that intentionally, did they, just to practice? They uh, it look like it at times. Uh, he sounds committed to at least preparing to go for it on fourth down this year. You think is that the uh, the numbers, the analytics? Just uh, he, he's he's uh, catching up to the game. What to, uh, to do that? Is that a smart move? I think it's a combo of things. We saw Lane Kiffin go for it a lot on fourth down, and guess what? It didn't work out great for him either. Um, I, here's what I think, and I'm not a numbers guy. I'm not an analytics guy. There are so many other people that work in this space that, like, they'll beat your head into the ground and tell you that um, you have to, like, 
you should go for it every fourth down because you're going to get this. I know Coach Kevin Kelly is a guy that always goes for it on fourth down. I understand that. But I, I am, for me, I dial it down. I like to make problems small. And by that, what I mean is, what well, if we're going to work on this in practice, we don't have to worry about failing on third down. What we have to do in practice is we have to play scenarios. If those scenarios have to have consequences. And if I, when I design practice, if I'm designing a practice, if I'm practicing, if I'm going through a practice, we have to have consequences for scenarios. Um, the same way that we saw TCU be able to get out onto the field against Michigan, was it Michigan? Against Michigan, and kick that field goal. The same way they were, we were able to see them do that with quickness and efficiency, it's because they practiced it. And so you're not going to be good on fourth down if you have to call a timeout after the third down or a timeout after you get lined up and look at what they're doing. So to me, the key for Pittman and the key for this team to be better on fourth down, it's not third down. To be better on, on fourth down is fourth down, which means I need you in practice to have a period where you just do fourth down plays. Everybody does two-point plays that you, you never, ever use. Let's spend that time on fourth down. And when I, when I talk about fourth down, I'm saying we're going to do fourth and six, we're going to do fourth and three, we're going to do fourth and one. And what I need to do is have a play ready to rock and roll so I don't burn a timeout. I need to have everyone know where they're supposed to be so I don't burn a timeout. And I need to have everyone understand that we're going on one or we're going on three so that I do not get a penalty that takes us out of the position we want to be in. That's what I think about when it comes to practicing fourth down. I, I am, I'm not in the world of, hey, we should always go for it, but I am in the world of, if we're going to go for it, we need to practice this, and we need to practice it consistently. Same as, it's the same thing with your field goal, the same thing with your, your clock or your Hail Mary, same thing with the defense for all those things as well. And I think that that's important, and you need to know, hey, guys, we're going to run this play. On fourth, it's fourth and three, and we need this one. Okay, we're going to run this play, and we've practiced it enough times, we've repped it enough times that everybody knows what they're supposed to do. There you go. All right, Michael, great stuff. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, you guys take it easy. Have a good one.